Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 and 6. He said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. You see that a branch there is capital B, right? And a king. You see that a king there is what? Capital K. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. Praise the Lord. Verse number 6. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall what? Be called. And what's the name? The Lord our righteousness. Praise the Lord. We're talking about mighty to save part three. The scripture is speaking about Jesus and Jeremiah is actually foretelling, prophesying about the fact that David will have a seed, a branch, and when he physically comes, he will become the figure for salvation. He said, Judah shall be saved and they will dwell safely. And his name shall be called the Lord our righteousness. And the Bible is very careful to make all that caps the Lord our righteousness. So here you see that the salvation is going to be revealed in a name. The Lord our righteousness. Praise the Lord. I want to say that salvation is a revelation of the name of Jesus. And that revelation, when you catch it, it's at that point that you make Jesus Christ, first of all, your Lord. When he becomes your Lord, then you assume his righteousness. Praise the Lord. The Lord, our what? Righteousness. It could actually be reworded that the Lord is our righteousness. And that is what the direction of the New Testament is, that the Lord is our righteousness, that We have become the righteousness of the Father in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. And that is why there is now therefore no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So salvation is a revelation in the name. When you encounter the name of Jesus, you encounter salvation. You encounter, you have the ability to live right. And uh, righteousness, of course, originally is a right standing with God. The right position with God. But it's even beyond that. It's bigger than that. You will see that from this test, it says that Judah shall be saved. Behold, when that happens, a king shall reign and prosper. He shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. Six. In his days, Judah shall be saved. Say, I shall be saved. And Israel shall dwell safely. So you see that 
you will not only salvation gives you things. It doesn't only give you heaven, but it also gives you some other things. He said, when Israel is saved, then they will dwell safely. That means that prior to the salvation, they didn't have the security for their lives. So, the first most and the utmost thing salvation gives you is security in all ramifications. And uh, you can extend that security to every kind of security. First of all, it's an eternal security that there is no damnation for you. You are not going to hell. You are going to heaven. Then here on earth, as Jesus said, I will also prosper you. You will have family security you will have financial security. You will dwell safely. You will do what? The primary thing is that the Lord will save us. But God is also wise that as he saves us, he sustains us here on earth. Because salvation without sustenance may end up becoming something else. People make choices. You have to make a choice to be saved. And you can make a choice to leave your salvation. That's why people backslide. And most people who backslide, there are two things. Either, and, and these two things I'm going to mention. One causes more change in the salvation of people negatively than the other. Poverty can make people backslide or need. Are you here? And some people too, they don't know temptation until they know resources. Like, you think you are very disciplined. But you have to wait. When you have money to buy ticket to Dubai, you have money to buy car, and then you will now be able to measure the power between your cravings and your spirituality. Yes. When, when you don't have any constraint of resources, you will know. In fact, until you know power, you cannot know your humility. We, we can only measure your true humility when you are in the place of power. And if you are able to humble yourself, when all power is at your disposal, we will see your real humility. But as for the poor, you will always be humble. Very, very humble. Are you here? Yes. But I'm praying that this year, God will cause us to dwell safely in Jesus' name. So, this part of the salvation I'm teaching, I'm teaching about the sustenance here on earth, the provision part of the salvation. And then we enter into other dimension. Praise the Lord. Is it a blessing already? So, you have to know Jesus to come into this safety net. And when we say salvation, like I said the last time, what do we really mean? In the Bible, what, when the Bible says salvation, apart from um, deliverance from dead works, what, what does it connote? Last week, we learned that salvation means the preservation of life. In fact, prior to that, we are learned that it is to keep alive. It's also to break a curse. Then we also learned that, number three, is to preserve life. Deliverance from danger as well was one of them. Salvation means to receive help or aid from another. We also learned that is to defend. These were the things we learned. 
Obviously, we learned that it's to preserve life, to deliver us from danger, and to receive help or aid from another, mostly stronger than yourself, and then also to defend. This morning, we are learning that the meaning of salvation is for God to answer your prayers. It's to receive answers. When you receive answers, you have been saved. There are a lot of puzzles in life. And until you receive answers, you see that you can be in a very bad space when you don't have answers to the issues of life. Two of us, as I'm talking right now, someone is heavily burdened this morning because of business, because of marriage, because of something. One thing that really blows my mind is how people who are not even interested in having children can just get pregnant with a shake of a hand. Like that. Just pregnant. He's already there crying. And people who love children and have the capacity to raise 10 at a go. Charlie, they will marry, And then the children will become a prayer point. But this year is changing in Jesus' name. So you see that you'll be looking for answers. What is what is it in my inside? Hey. Some people to work, sir. Hard work. Sometimes doesn't pay. <laughs> You'll be asking, what is it? It didn't pay for your father. It didn't pay for your mother. It's not paying for you. And it's paying for other people. Maybe you are in a team. It's paying for them. You'll be looking for answers. Is that not so? Some people never meet their target. Set for them. And it, it can stress you, especially those of you who work in the bank. They're always raising the bar for you. Yes. But the Lord is going to help us this year. That amen should be born again. <laughs> so when you receive answers, you know that you have been saved. Yes. You have been saved. I'm going to give you scriptures to that effect. Number one scripture, Psalm 18, verse 40 and 41. Look at what the Bible says. It said, Thou hast also given me the what? Necks of my enemies. That I might destroy them that hate me. 41. He said, They cried, but there was none to save them. And how did he know there was none to save them? Even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. You see that? He's saying this enemy was suffering. Even though he cried, he sought for help. Even from the Lord, the Lord didn't answer. So here you see that the meaning of salvation to the psalmist is the one who cries and receives answers. Is it clear? He cried even to the Lord and none was there to answer. So a person who is in trouble is the one who doesn't have answers to their cry. Answers to their needs. Answers to their prayers. But look at Psalm 20 verse 9. It says, save Lord. Let the king hear when we call. You see that there is a direct connection between salvation or saving and answering your call. Let the king hear when we call. And that is saving. Praise the Lord. Psalm 71 verse 2. 
that he said, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust? Let me never be put to confusion. You say amen to that. He said, deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. So God inclining his ears to us to answer us is what the writer refers to as what? Being saved. And in the week when we are about to enter into our fasting and prayer, I want you to know that the Lord will save us. Why? Because he's going to answer our prayers. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful already? Tell somebody it's powerful. (laughs) Psalm 108 verse 5 and 6. I love the word of God. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth. Verse 6. That thy beloved may be delivered. How? Save with thy right hand. And answer me. So God saving with his right hand is equal to answering you. And when the Bible says save with thy right hand, it says that manifest your power. The hand of God is a storehouse for his power. So you see clearly that here the meaning of being saved is receiving answers to prayer. See salvation has been preached so narrow that sometimes we... We miss some, some other things. But when you tell the Lord, save me, you should have a revelation that points to a particular direction of what you are trying to say with your heart to the Lord. Sometimes your mouth is not saying that. Are you here? Yes. Like if you're a medical doctor, you see that you have a patient, every scan is saying that it's fine. But the patient is very sick. And you see that if you are a Christian, you need answers. Something must point you to something. I'm praying that answer will come to somebody here in Jesus' name. Answer has come. My father taught me how to repair iron. Pressing iron. Those days it used to be element. All those things inside the iron. And all of that. And iron used to shock. Like that. So... Sometimes you will pay to be hitting and all of that, but it will be shocking, shocking. You will just be lying. Nice. You will just wake up. Okay, oh. You just remove something small. Everything is fine. You will be touching the iron anyhow. You will receive answers this year in Jesus' name. Don't be diplomatic on me. Oh. Don't, 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 don't be diplomatic on me. I say you will receive answers. Are you not here this year to receive answers? Nothing shall become a mystery unto you in Jesus' name. Your life will receive answers. Clear answers. Yeah, sometimes when you receive an appointment, they are giving you that appointment because they know you are a bundle of answers. A bundle of solutions. So when you go and you don't have answers to problems, you are underperforming. Receive answers in Jesus' name. That amen should be louder. In your family, receive answers. In your health, receive answers. May the Lord answer you in your career. In every area of your life. May nothing be a mystery. Receive answers in Jesus' name. Shout a louder amen. Yeah, I wanted to give you more meanings, but let's let's keep it safe. But this one I, I want to give to both services. 
Secondly, what is the meaning of salvation? Psalm 118 verse 24 and 25. I love this part. Psalm 118 verse 24 and 25. Let's read together. One go. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. He said, save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Wow. Say wow. So here the writer is referring to salvation as prosperity. So one of the meanings of salvation is to prosper. Is to what? To save now. That's why the Bible says that Jesus became poor. That we through his word, poverty, might have what? Abundance. You see that he came that we have life and have it more what? Abundantly. And from Jesus' own mouth, abundant life was not necessarily one directional like eternal life. It says that you have in heaven, you will be there with treasure. And here on earth, you will be here with treasure too. Praise the Lord. So, you see that the, the salvation itself comes with a package that makes you to prosper. And without prosperity, the cities of God will struggle to spread. Zechariah 1.17. He said, the cities of God through prosperity shall spread. Praise the Lord. So, through prosperity, we know that the gospel shall spread. The gospel it doesn't spread through poverty, no, 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 no. We can't win much when we don't have a lot of resources. We can have a powerful message that will be so limited until we have resources to push that message. Praise the Lord. You see that even in our time, fake pastors will have mileage than genuine pastors because they have more money than genuine pastors. You should have money. Praise the Lord. Is that correct? In Zechariah 1.17... The Bible said, cry yet, saying, thus saith the Lord of hosts, my city's true prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet comfort Zion and shall yet choose Jerusalem. So, you see that when it comes to spreading, you need prosperity. What do you need? You can be anointed and be failing big time because you don't have resources. We need resources. That's why when God says it's our year of salvation, this year we will see more resources than any other year. Shout a louder, amen. Some communities, when you go for an outreach, you cannot get anybody's attention until you put some, some provisions on ground. Some heap of rice and oil and medical whatever and does and even gives scholarship that attend to the widows, the orphans, the destitute all of that is just building momentum to preach Christ unto them yes I said one Muslim lady who got wedded here recently when she started a church at the family they disowned her she called me I said we'll take care of you and I said why wedding if the church was poor, she would have gone back to her worship. You know, when you are talking, check the direction of your mouth. Especially when it comes to kingdom work. Yes. There is a reason why the Ashanti kingdom has more voice 
than many other kingdoms. Yes. It's not the intelligence of the king, I'm telling you. There's a reason. And there's a reason why kings took territories. Because they needed power from resources. Yes, and your resource base determines your power. Some kings, when they call the presidency, no matter the developmental program agenda the presidency has, especially in Nigeria, the president must answer, or something very bad will happen to the economy. You will have prosperity this year in Jesus' name. Shout a louder, amen. Yeah. To do the work, you see. You see that some souls, you have to buy dress for them. You, you have to go and lift them from the house. You have to get a job for them to be stable. To rent a house because the man who rented the house you know, has a key to the room. And anytime he comes and the door is locked, the man is angry. So he has his own key. And he will tell you that when you are sleeping, don't wear panty because he can come anytime like the Holy Ghost. He's coming to inspect his property. Charlie, people have made investment and they are not ready to make it go waste. May the Lord cause us to prosper in Jesus' name. So this first one of the things we prepare is that this salvation will come to us in what? Prosperity. Yeah. Then I, I was giving you a subtopic last time about the essence of being saved. Is that not so? And we said the essence of being saved. One is to glorify God. Two, to keep the testimonies. Three, make his power known. Number four, to overturn shame. In this service, the essence of being saved from God's perspective is to place, place us or to restore his people. Zechariah 10.6 is to place us, place us, or to restore us. In Zechariah chapter 10, verse number 6, the Bible said something. Shall we read it together? One go. And I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph. And I will bring them again to place them, to do what? For I have mercy upon them. And they shall what? Be as though I had not cast them off. For I am the Lord, they are God, and will hear them. So here we see God in sundry time. He had rejected his people. He had turned his back on them. But, but he says that I will save the house of Joseph. And in doing that, I will bring them again to place them. That means that they were taken away. So he will bring them again. Say restoration. And he's bringing them to place them. There's placement there. There's restoration there. Praise the Lord. And the devil from time to time has a way of dislodging people from where they are supposed to be. The place, the, the position and the status they must occupy or assume in life. The power they must occupy or assume in life. And so, from time to time, Adam lost it. God restored Adam. Man always has a way of losing it. 
And God says that, I am going to save you to resource. For instance, for instance, you see that when God created man, he put him in a garden and gave him the provision of the garden. In fact, he created a provision before he made the man. Man was about the last thing God made and he says that, be sustained by the garden. Then man lost the garden. Man lost what? The garden. the garden belonged to God. He put man in there. He lost the garden. Now, when Jesus died, he died to save man. And when he resurrected, the first woman or human being that saw Jesus, she met Jesus in the garden. And the Bible says that, and she thought that he was the gardener. Because salvation or resurrection, the, the purpose of it is to return man to the garden where God himself is the gardener. So you see that Christ brought mankind back to the garden where he lost it in Adam. Through the death of Christ, we were restored back to the garden. Then the Bible uses another word, re-empent. <laughs> when salvation is involved, it's talking about re-empent. So you see that the restoration is to take you to the store, if you like. But when you repent, you are taken to a position, a place. You repent, you now sit with Christ in heavenly places, far above what? Principalities and powers. You assume the seat Christ assumes as he is in heaven. So are we on earth. So you will see. So what does it mean to repent? It's just two words. Re is to go back. Pens. It's a very small house on top of a building. It's positional. So when he's saying you are repenting, he's taking you to that top place you used to sit. When you fell, that's why sin is a fall. It's a fall from glory. It's a realm. You are returned to that penthouse of glory where you occupy your position in glory. And that is salvation. Hey. This fasting, eh? You will see something in Jesus' name. <laughs> we are going to manifest our status. Somebody will say, okay, but we are in Christ and we have been returned to that high place again. Why are we not seeing this thing? It is you. Some people occupy position and they do nothing. That's why you can have a white elephant of a leader. Because being in a position is not equal to the power necessarily. It gives you potential power. You must understand how to use that power. How to activate that power. Please, are you with me? Yes. So you can be an ignorant believer and things will be dealing with you, things you have been given capacity to deal with. Jesus told them, he said, this kind, this kind, it doesn't go, except you have faith, you are fasting, and you are praying. You will have the power to deal with it. So as for the position, what he gives you is potential. And you should know how to actualize the blessings in the potentiality you have from the position God has given you. Praise the Lord. And one of the ways to do that is to engage God in 
a level of faith through fasting to appropriate whatever power is in that position. May you occupy the power in Jesus' name. So, one of the keys that will make you to activate the power of God in saving us, in bringing us answers, in bringing us prosperity, and also restoring us to our place is prayer. Is what? It's prayer. If you like, you can call it intercession. In First Samuel chapter 7 verse 8, you see that there is a direct link between prayer and the saving power of our Lord. In First Samuel chapter 7 verse 8, he said, And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines intercede for us. Don't stop interceding for us because we know that our salvation from the hands of the Philistines is dependent on your prayers, on your intercession. Please, many of the things we want to receive as answers, they are just wishes. The prosperity we want, they are desires, expectation. What really brings us to the place of engagement and activation for what we desire is prayer because prayer gives you an opportunity to directly connect to the power of God. Praise the Lord to the person of God and whatever God can give. So you can be a logical Christian. You know the scriptures, you know what the Bible has said, but until you come to the place of prayer, you are not engaging God and proximity is not equal to connectivity. In fact, invitation is not even equal to involvement. It's a, Jesus was invited into the, the marriage at Cana um, in John chapter 2, and he was there. The wine was finished. He was invited. He was there. Wine was finished. He was sitting there until they engaged him. Master, our wine is finished. Are you here at all? Having the Holy Ghost in you does not mean that everything will be solved. You need to know how to engage the Holy Spirit in your matters through prayer by faith to bring salvation unto you. Praise the Lord. I, I, I hope it's not complex. Is it direct? It's very clear. Don't stop praying for us so that God will save us from the power of these Philistines. And that could be power of sickness. Could be power of anything at all. And he's saying that there's a direct connection between the prayers we are offering to God. And the salvation he brings to us. As we pray, may the Lord save us in Jesus name. Look at more scriptures. We have to push it. Second Kings 19, 19 and 20. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us. Out of his hand. That all the kingdoms of the earth may know. That thou art the Lord God. Even thou only. So here. Um, Hezekiah is praying that they will be saved from the hand of. Sennacherib the king of Assyria who had come to threaten them. And in the next verse said. Oh, then Isaiah the son of Amos sent to Hezekiah saying. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, that which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. 
prayer will save us. God sent a word. Because you prayed, I have heard. Praise the Lord. Look, there are many Christians who boast that I'm a Christian, but your real power in the spirit is also garnered by your prayer life. The people who are into occultism, they are very regimental. And I like them because they don't sleep. If they have to chant, they will chant. Whether they are tired or they are not tired. Or because they know that it is necessary for their sustainer. I, I, know, I don't like them because they are in darkness. I like their discipline. Their commitment. Their sacrifice. If a witch is a witch, it's a proper witch. It's not joking. Today I'm a witch. Tomorrow I'm not a witch. No, 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 This one that some Nigerian movie can make you not to pray. Some series can, soap opera can make you not to, nah. And you still desiring for some answers and some prosperity. It, it looks like, Charlie, Sennacherib is coming. The king entered the temple to pray. Then God sent a prophet, tell Hezekiah, the thing that the guy has come to threaten you, you know, because of the prayer. In fact, he listed all the things and spread them before the Lord. He said, I have seen, I have heard, and this guy, I would deal with him because somebody prayed. That's how salvation came. Praise the Lord. Your Christianity can be a nice Christianity, but if it has to be powerful, there must be prayer. Prayer is the conduit of power. It pulls some heavy duty stuff from the spirit realm to the physical realm. I'm praying that as we fast and pray, we will set the atmosphere right for everything that God has to do for us and in us. In this year, 2022, shout a big amen. amen. Come on and shout a better amen. amen. Sometimes you see that the system can be choked with some canality. Like a car, you need to go for purging. Yes. And in medicine, they say purging is what? An aggressive removal of waste, toxin from the system. That's why they use the word purgative. Yeah, it's like, once you take it, it's not whether you like it or not, whether you are ready or not. It's forcing something out. That the system will clear. Yes. It brings health. Hey. But sometimes the system can choke and make you not to function in your optimal level. But when you begin to fast, just some things would just come out because of the power fasting and prayer generates. And you see that you are functioning well. Yes, you are functioning well. That your power will arrive. Everything will be functioning very, very well. This year you function well. No, the car needs some pegging. Are you here at all? It's like something, something. Hey. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, when you are fasting, it's like you are changing a fuse. 
a capacitor that cannot carry a particular load because sometimes you see that the prophetic promises God has loaded over you in a particular year you have not built a capacity to be able to carry it the blessing can be a load on your head and it is that capacity to carry load that electricity calls capacitor yes you see that so meter cannot carry a certain building because of the load of voltage coming in it will blow it you need to change the board when the capacitor increases you see that the light is stable i don't know what your capacitor is so but as we fast hey may you receive an increased capacity to carry the load of the blessing and whatever will come your way in the mighty name of Jesus, shout a louder amen. So as you are in the place of prayer, the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. It's an energy renewable process. They shall renew their strength. Now from that place, they will be mounting up with wings. You see that there's an awkward in the office. Or ban or cast a spell or casa But as you two are fasting, you'll be building the ability to mount over the occultic power. You'll be you see that you are you have become something for that something in the office. And once they cast their spell, you see that the spell will get to you and say that we no when we don't have the key to manipulate so that's how you're able to live in Goshen where there is light and everywhere is dark because you are a unique people who have a unique connection with your God praise the Lord it's God talking to somebody here I don't know sometimes there is a wholesale demonic activity in a family but you can make your case a different case by staying in the place of prayer and communing with your God until your matter becomes a different matter in the spirit and I see that as we begin to fast the Lord will save us shout a louder amen give the Lord a big clap offering and just stand up (laughs) clap your hands bless the Lord You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168 Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministries